Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. So the idea for today is letting spirit lead. And what does that mean? How can we actually use this um, to to better our life? Here's this idea. Um, The idea is that we know at some level that we're put here to to do something. Um, It could be our purpose. It's the goal that we have in life, our life's purpose, uh, where we're going, what we're doing, our ambition, our desire to be better, to do better, to create something, the, our, the way that we have our individual uniqueness in the world that we're bringing to the table. And all of our life, probably for the first 20 years, we're kind of really being prepared to live the next 80 or so in a way where we're relatively sound. We're prepared for the world, we're prepared to go out into the workforce, uh, maybe raise a family, and very few people ever approach it with the idea of, I really want to do something amazing um, with my life and the time that I'm actually going to be here. And then some people get very dissatisfied with the way life has been presented to them as as this idea of how we're supposed to going to live it. So what ends up happening? A person becomes dissatisfied. They know something's not right. They feel a stirring in their heart to do something different. They start exploring in some way. Uh, that's one. That's one way. And they don't realize that what's actually happening is that spirit is trying to lead them in some way to get in harmony with the purpose of their life. Why they're actually here. Another way would be that a tragedy happens in a person's life. Maybe they lose their job or their marriage breaks up or someone significant they they love dies or leaves them or maybe they fight an illness themselves. Um, They get transferred, uh, you know, a major catastrophe of some some, uh, uh, size and scope happens that they have to adapt to, which causes them to begin to, to think about how do I rethink the playing field of, of what I'm doing here with this idea uh, that's called life. But, but often when these changes happen, uh, a person gets very resistant because like most people just don't like change. And when change is thrust upon a person, if it doesn't have something maybe exciting uh, in the distance where they can actually see something. There's a reason for them to like it. They're very resistant behind it, and they don't they don't want it. It causes them to think negative, to be negative, to look for what's wrong with things. Very often they're really steeped in the idea of what they're going to lose, what they don't have, what's going to be taken away from them, how this is screwing up whatever plan they had for the future. And again, the idea is that they're not really seeing this as being God-led or the universe is leading them or spirit is leading them into the potential of something better for their life. So they're, they, they remain kind of stuck. Now, when, once a person hits this place of some participation on their part, like, okay, 
let's see if we can do something to, to make things a little bit better. And they start to make a change. They're stepping into the potential for what I believe is the reason why every individual is actually here. I think we all absolutely have a purpose. It's a significant purpose. I think that all of our life, all of our childhood is preparing us for whatever this purpose is. Um, and all, incidentally, that's where kind of like the God's humor type of an ideology comes in, because very often it's painful. Um, many things that we experience often in our youth are painful. There are, there are things that happen to children and families that we just don't understand. It seems so unfair, the tragedies, the poverty, the illness, the being stuck in um, uh, different classes of individuals based on money or, being, or based on race uh, or based on sex. And the, the concepts behind these things, if they're not liberating to some degree, often keep a person very stuck in the, the limited scope of the idea to begin with. So a person really doesn't think to themselves, well, geez, how does this really benefit me? What they're really looking at is, why is everything so screwed up? How come I can't get a fair break? And if they try to change anything, they're looking at changing the circumstance that they find themselves in instead of asking what about this circumstance could actually be leading me to something better. So I also found myself in, in, in this situation. My childhood, uh, for better or for worse, was fairly dysfunctional like so many other people's was. I found myself in a situation where I did not know how to move forward, but there was a necessity to do so because I had already committed to the idea of starting a family and moving in that direction. Really from an ignorant standpoint, not understanding that I did not have the skills or the education or the background to fulfill the responsibility that I was stepping into. And I sure as hell did not think or feel that I was being led in any way at this point in my life. I could not imagine how do I get out of a situation that seems so unbelievably rigid and unfair uh, that kept me this stuck, even though I knew that I participated in it in some way. My logic at the time was why would God create such a, a situation for people where um, if you don't play by the rules, you're stuck. If you do play by the rules, you're stuck. And yet there was this whole idea that, that God loves all of his children and everybody's here for a reason. Um, yet it just seems so unfair because even from the best thought process that a person could go through, there's an extreme amount of ignorance, even for the most educated in individual, because there's so many other things that need to be considered when we're actually thinking about um, the, the, the purpose and the values of one's life. And then if we go back and you start to look at the history around the world, it's just appalling from... Uh, 
almost from the place of like a dictatorship of different individuals throughout the world that keep people completely locked into ideologies where nobody moves forward. And huge populations of people do nothing but suffer for years and years and years. It goes on from one generation to the next. We also set up a belief system that, you know, education, free government, uh, democracy, all of these different ideologies is a way out of of those things and, and out of those problems. And to some degree, it's true. Of course, we can't have it without it. So even in the worst case scenario, when it is screwed up, a certain a certain amount of it is actually needed for 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 peoples of any kind to be able to to break free. And this is where I started thinking to myself, there's something human beings are missing. Fundamentally, there must be something that we don't understand that literally keeps us locked into doing the same damn thing over and over again. And then even when you move into a system that touts freedom, you find out that it's terribly regulated, that it's terribly dysfunctional, um, that it's often extremely hypocritical. It is, it is bias and prejudice to the nth degree. Um, it, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a rigged system, uh, and, and people stay stuck. So how do we get out? What's the, what's the answer? And I heard one, I heard somebody say one, one day it was, it was a religious figure of some sort that was basically talking about, you have to, you have to follow God. You have to let God lead your life. And I was kind of shut down to that message. So then a few years later, I heard it on a little bit different of a scale, and it was more like you have to let spirit lead. And the idea was, was based in this simplicity, that all life is designed to move forward, to continue to move forward with the idea of life behind it and life in front of it to create more life. Every human being has a specific purpose, and if the person is listening uh, like listening internally to like the quiet voice that is within each one of us in our soul, that it will lead us into that purpose. And it doesn't mean we won't have challenges, that we won't have hardships, we won't have any of that. What it does do is it gives us something to follow. It's kind of like that the light in the darkness idea, there's something for us to follow. There, there is a way for us to move to and through life and come out on the other end with some kind of a victory, some, something different than just making it through these hardships of poverty of mind, poverty of soul, poverty of identity, uh, poverty in, you know, in the world based on how, whatever kind of a system that you were actually born into. So how do we get to this place where we can find this light and actually begin to move into it? And, and here's what my experience is. And of course, this is my, my opinion and my take on it. It's also something that, that I have followed in my life, but I have also taught this to other people and I've watched them diligently do the exact same thing, really for the purpose of my own education, to see how does this work for everybody other than just myself? Because it could be my opinion. I could be delusional. Um, I could be creating my own set of circumstances and rigged game for myself to actually work in. 
but does it actually work with anybody else? We hear it from spiritual leaders, you hear it from religious leaders, you hear it from the great philosophers in the world. There's some idea to this uh, letting spirit lead your, your life thing. So as I began to study it and step into it, I found that there were just basically a couple of components. This did not have to be um, difficult in any way, but it actually could be pretty simple if we would remember a few things. So here's, here's two of the principles. One is that there's this quiet voice within each one of us that is always telling us what to do. Now, I emphasize that because fear tells us what not to do. Now, that doesn't mean that fear is necessarily wrong or that uh, uh, we shouldn't listen to fear. I think fear speaks uh, differently in each person, and there's reasons for it. Fear is not always a bad thing. It's a bad thing when we make nothing but decisions from fear and we don't understand how to actually move forward in our life. Then I think it becomes a damaging thing. But spirit is telling us what to do, what direction to go in, how to say yes to something in our life and, and, and where to move. It's also doing something else. It's saying, notice this. So the idea is first we have to get quiet. That means that I think the idea is that we stop resisting whatever experience that we're having in our life. Resistance is coming from fear. It's coming from lack. It comes from worry. It's coming from thinking about what we don't want to experience. It keeps us very much locked into the imaginative storyline that something is going to go wrong and I'm doomed if I step into whatever that wrong thing is, the possibility of it happening in my life. It's the what if, you know, what if my husband leaves? What if my wife leaves? What if we don't have enough money to send the kids to college? Uh, what if my the business that I'm working for goes under? What if my startup fails? What if I go broke? What if my parents get sick? It's the, it's the what ifs of life that happen that we've all heard a million times, but we start to run in our mind. If if we understand the principle behind the what if is what? It's change. Change always happens. It's a constant in our life. It will always be a constant. And the the many of the great religious philosophers uh, of our of our world have all told us that suffering begins in the idea of attachment. Suffering begins when we resist, when we when we get attached to a certain way of doing things or a certain way of things being experienced in life, and we can't let them go, or we cannot flow like the water through a changing environment as it begins to manifest um, with its own uniqueness with every individual that begins to experience it. We get very rigid. We stay and we resist the, the change that life naturally brings us. We become attached to the old way of doing things. And then we're miserable. If we move into the idea of acceptance, meaning that when something does change, no matter how it is presented to us, um, 
And also understanding that that change can very well be painful and something that's unwanted on the surface when it shows up. But if we cannot resist it and actually be like, okay, here is this change. I'm not going to resist it and ask a different question. What do I notice? What do I notice about this? What do I notice that's happening? If we immediately flip into, I don't notice anything, you know, I'm every, I'm losing the people that I love. I'm losing my money. I'm losing my things. Uh, I'm, I'm not happy. Life is unfair. If we get into that, we're stuck in judgment. And if we're stuck in judgment, we're going to suffer. But if we can just back up and say, what do I notice? What we're going to notice is that there is this ever ebb and flow of life that is constantly changing and within that change, for every person, is opportunity. For every person, there's opportunity. And I do understand for the listener that, you know, when change shows up, very often it is something that we don't want to experience. It can be the death of a loved one. It can be somebody is leaving us. Uh, it can be a personal challenge of, of some kind. Um, it might be that, you know, you had your life planned out to go one way and then something significant changes that you are completely out of control, uh, to stopping happening, happening. You're, you're going to, you're going to go with this change no matter what, whether it's kicking and screaming or that you're actually going to try to go with the flow and see what the opportunity is, regardless of how you show up in it. This change is absolutely going to happen. We all experience this. And within these changes, most of them are so significant that we know that life's never going to be the same after the change. If you think about you know, the people that went through World War II, when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, we knew life would never be the same again. It changed everything everything. Um, when, when President Kennedy was assassinated, we knew nothing would ever be the same again. It changed everything. When Martin Luther King was assassinated, we knew it changed everything. When 9-11 happened, uh, we knew it, everything changed. Nothing would ever be the same again. With the COVID crisis, we knew nothing would ever be the same again. There, and, and those are just big ones that everybody realizes, but there's millions of smaller ones that really have the same kind of impact in a person's life. Something significant changes, and we know that the way we experience life prior to this change, it will never be experienced again the same way. I think the fear is... So when a person's going through that, they don't, in the moment, know how they're going to find happiness again or how they're going to find joy again in the way that they're kind of experiencing. So they go through this adaptation process uh, and they look for some kind of normalcy. However, if we took a step back and we said to ourselves something a little bit different, because we understand a fundamental principle that everything is always for more life, even if it is, even if it, in the beginning, the, the way that we notice it is through death or some kind of suffering, and we say, what do I notice here? I think that's when something 
very spiritual or magical begins to show up in an individual's life. It is through the dissatisfaction of the way the human being lives that has always led to the creation of something that's gone better. Even when you look at how people over time were forced to adapt to extreme poverty situations, um, the human being has a way of taking those situations and making them so much better than they had ever been before And when that happens, very much, very much of it is out of, it's a forced adaptation to the problem that's actually taken place. So we can always approach it from the forced adaptation. But but that is kind of like um, the life sucks type scenario. So this sucks, I have to adapt to it. What other choice do I have? And then eventually, if nothing else, negative happens in a rapid succession, we adapt to it, we end up finding happiness again to to some degree, and we move forward. But I think that if we approach it from the idea of letting spirit lead, where we're saying, what do I notice about this? We're going to start to see the joy. We're going to start to see the happiness. We start to see the possibility within the things that begin to show up in our life. Because Inevitably, we always find a way through. The question is, why do we have to kick and scream in the beginning in order to find that way through further down the road? What if we found it up front much further? Uh, So it's really a way of thinking. It's a choice that we can make in our life to say, what do I notice? What is it that I'm hearing inside of me, this spirit inside of me that's telling me which way to go in my life? What am I hearing there? And then really looking outside of yourself. So here, what I suggest for people is that they find a way to get quiet in the moment, whether they take themselves aside for a day or for a weekend and they close the door, they shut off the phone, they shut off the internet, they shut off the television, and they just be really quiet with themselves and listen. And then they remove themselves from all of the kind of craziness that's going on in the world just for a brief period of time so we can actually see what's happening. What am I noticing? If I look at the big picture, you know, like the big God's eye view versus the bug's eye view, if I pull back and get a, you know, a 65,000-foot view of what's happening, what are the patterns that I see? What are the the differences, the changes? What are people doing? How are decisions being made? Where does life, what direction does life seem to be moving in? And then it's what of this observation that I'm making sparks something in my soul. I have I have read and watched so many documentaries and read biographies of so many individuals, great people, things that have, have people that have done amazing things. And when you when you study these things over a period of time, you start to see patterns within them that can be duplicated by any person. And one of the patterns is this pattern of hardship adaptation, and then seeing something magnificent that really flips life on its head in a magnificent way for the individual that's going through it. What I'm saying is that that's always there. 
It's there for every single person. But we have to be quiet and pay attention to be able to see it. I don't think we have to wait until things are so dire in our life before we start to switch and change our attitude uh, so that we can find some semblance of happiness. And, and one of the things that's going on in the world right now in a very large way is this the, almost a camaraderie in the sense of can we all pile on the thing that's wrong and make it an, you know, to this great agreement uh, that there's this terrible injustice in the world uh, and not really having a clear answer as to what to do about it. But the problem is, is that then everybody gets stuck in this huge injustice of, of whatever it might be. And I'm not saying that the injustice isn't there. What I'm saying is that in order for the individual to find their way through and to find ha- their own happiness and their own exquisite way of experiencing life to bring out their own internal genius, to find something that's absolutely amazing for the direction that they really want to go, to be, do, and have something that's extraordinary in this time that we call life, that if we'll allow spirit to lead us through these challenges where we're listening, where we're noticing, where we're, we're being quiet, we're paying attention, we're looking for opportunity and possibility, we find that something, whatever it might be for that person, really kind of sparks the soul. And then we start to know. We start to see something and know something that we never would have seen before when we resisted the change. Because when we resist the change, it's like the change is happening anyway, regardless of you like it or whether you like it or not. The door is slammed shut as far as opportunity goes, because you're only looking at what's wrong with something. But if I, if I say, hey, you know what? I understand that these changes are coming. I don't know what they are. I can't even pretend to know what they are. If I try to determine what they are, they'll probably be completely different anyway. But here's what I can do. I can wake up every single day and approach my life with this idea that spirit is going to put something in front of me to guide me. I have to be aware enough uh, to notice what that is, which means I have to practice noticing things. I have to practice allowing my imagination and the stirring of my soul to go into an idea that might be extraordinary, but in the, in the very beginning, it might seem completely ridiculous. Because almost everything that's ever been invented, that's ever been created, that's done to make humankind better, in the beginning stages of it, very often it's ridiculed and very often it comes out of some kind of hardship, almost a necessity for life to find a way through regardless, even though there's a tremendous resistance around it. But what if we didn't resist it? What if we just said, hey, I know that this, I know that something's coming. I don't know what it is. It might very well indeed suck. But if I say, you know what? Spirit, show me the way through. Then I'm predetermining in my mind my attitude of how I want to show up to this thing in, that we call life. I'm pre-deciding that, you know something? I know that there's going to be rough things that happen in life, but guess what? I also need to understand that I may enjoy completely what's happening today and something may happen tomorrow and it's gone. If I'm willing to be adaptable in that moment and not be so rigid and set that it has to be this way, 
that when that thing shows up, I can let it go. I may have to mourn it. I may have to cry about it. I may have to be angry about it. But my overall desire is that I'm going to follow the way Spirit is showing me to go through this. I get to really pull the juice and the liveliness out of something much earlier. And that alleviates so many problems. I work a tremendous amount with people that are in business, and I see people get stuck all the time in business because they're so rigid around the way things need to be done, they have to be done, they should be done. And to some degree, there's some truth in that when we're all looking for excellence. But overall, you know what we know? Nothing really matters. Because if it did, God or the universe or whatever you would want to call it wouldn't make these big sweeping changes where one day something's the most important thing in the world. Tomorrow it's completely irrelevant because something changed and we have to learn to let it go. We could have a person and say, ah, this person is so important in the world right now and we need this person and we would be completely lost with them. And then uh, two days later, they're killed in a car accident or they have stage four cancer and they die or they have a stroke or something happens that just takes them out and this genius that we had is now gone. What replaces that? I think what replaces that is the wrong question, but that's the way that we look at it. Now what are we going to do? We don't have we don't have this in there. What wait a minute. How important was it? If God took it away or if the universe took it away, it just happened through the natural transition of life. Actually, how important was it in the time? in the moment, right? So what I mean by that is not that it has a lack of importance, but the attachment to the importance is what needs to change. Because if we can be bendable in that area, if we can move to thinking that we have to know everything and just be the best in what shows up, really following spirit in what shows up every single day, I think that really the most important thing within the scope of whatever your lifetime is, is that you're happy, that you're happy. You know, there's so much to be said for all of the achievement and the success and getting it right and perfection and all of these things, getting rid of all of the bad things in the world, the prejudices, the egos, the dictators, the horrible wrong things that have happened, getting, you know, working on getting rid of those things and balancing the world and making it right. But there's also this idea of as I go through life, am I happy? Am I enjoying it? Because that's something that uh, the only person that gets to decide whether or not you are is you. Nobody else gets to decide that. Other people may decide so many other things, but when it comes down to are you happy or not, are you enjoying the process of your life, that is entirely up to you. So my idea for the day is let spirit lead. Let spirit lead and ask myself the question every day, a few times a day, what do I notice? Be well, my friends. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.